Welcome to another episode of Mick Doc. I'm not entirely sure how the mirror came into existence or how my grandmother managed to gain possession of it. For as long as I can remember, though, I've known about it and its ability. I don't recall a time when I wasn't aware of it. It always has just been a part of my life. I remember sneaking into my grandma's room when I was a child, taking the mirror off her bedside table, sneaking a peek into the reflective glass. Of course, grandma wouldn't be too far behind me. She would almost always catch me in the act. It's not a toy. You shouldn't treat it as such. She would always say to me when she found me clutching it. It was easy to be drawn into the mirror, and it was always enticing to want to look into. And even though Grandma claimed it wasn't a toy, I always regarded it as the most fun thing to play with while at Grandma's house. The mirror itself, when looked at, appears to be a normal handheld mirror. A small circle mirror that's only the size of your palm. It sits atop a long silver handle. Along the handle, it contains three small red stones that run down the handle's entire length. When looking into the mirror, you'll usually see yourself staring back at you. The key word there is usually. If you stare into the mirror on the hour, every hour, you'll probably still see yourself, but not as you are now. As you will be in exactly one hour, provided you once again look into it the next hour. I remember when Grandma first explained the mirror's enchanting ability. We both sat in her living room. Grandma on her old wooden rocking chair and me sat on the floor, watching Grandma staring at herself in the mirror. She looked down at me and asked me a simple question. What is the purpose of a mirror? She asked quite innocently. I pondered the question for a moment. I was only around six at the time, so I needed a moment to comprehend the true meaning of a mirror. Once an idea was formulated in my mind, I responded to Grandma's question. So you can see yourself? I responded with a smile, as I thought that I'd gotten the question correct. Eh, uh, you're partly right, dear. Grandma responded. As my mouth dropped back down, I had realized I had not answered the question correctly. Grandma continued to speak. You're right. It can be used to see yourself, most definitely. But most mirrors are just so limiting. When you look into a normal mirror, you just see yourself at that moment. You see yourself how others see you, but just for the moment that you're standing in front of it. Once you step away from the mirror, you once again have no clue on how you really look. Sure, you can have a pretty good guess because of what you just saw, but you don't really know. Not really. I sat at Grandma's feet, staring up at her, fascinated by what she was saying. But this mirror is different. Oh yes, this mirror can not only show you what you look like now, but it can show you what you would look like. You see, it can reflect a version of you. A version of you that is an hour into the future. If you look at it when the clock strikes the hour, you will not see yourself now. 
You'll see yourself in an hour from now. So, if you look happy, then you know it would be a good hour. If you look sad, you should be wary about what may transpire in the following 60 minutes. I remember. After Grandma finished speaking, she looked down at me, then looked into the mirror, gave a large smile into the mirror just as the clock struck the hour. That was the best explanation that I got about the mirror. I continued to try and use it every time I was at Grandma's, but as I said before, she would always catch me in the act. I guess that she thought the mirror wasn't the best object for a child to be using and that she wanted me to experience my childhood without knowing too much about the future. Looking back, I do think that was the best choice. A childhood that lacked the mystery of what was going to happen next wouldn't be the childhood that I wanted. So I never really got to use the mirror much. So it was a big surprise to me that when Grandma passed away, she left the mirror to me in her will. I was only 16 when Grandma passed, so I was still relatively young when I came into possession of the mirror. When the mirror first came to me, I didn't actually use it all that much. I would sometimes look into the reflective silver plate of the mirror and see my future stare back at me. Most of the time I would be smiling, so I was content with knowing that I was still happy. The longer I owned the mirror, though, the more I came to depend on it. I gradually started relying on it more and more, and pretty soon I would need to check in on the mirror every hour. I even began to set an alarm on my phone so that I'd be reminded to stare into the mirror. I started to know how I'd be feeling in the next hour, every hour, and I needed that reassurance that everything was going to be okay. I would begin to feel anxious throughout the hour, worried about what I would see when I checked the mirror. Most of the time, I would still be smiling, but I began to worry and stress just in case the next time I checked, my smile had gone. I guess you could say that Checking the mirror became almost like an obsession, an addiction. Just couldn't get through life if I didn't know what to expect. That's how I ended up seeing myself, looking terrified. I was lying in bed, it was getting late, but I still couldn't manage to get to sleep. And usually by this hour, I was fast asleep, so I would no longer be checking the mirror, but not tonight. Tonight was different. After tossing and turning for what felt like hours... I sat up in bed, reached across to my bedside table, and I plucked the mirror off of it. I checked the clock and it read 12.57. I only had another three minutes to wait until I get a quick peek into my future. I was hoping that I wouldn't see myself in the mirror, as that meant I'd be probably asleep. I waited in bed, watching my reflection, for the clock to strike the hour. And soon enough it did. And so I looked deep into the mirror and I waited my future fate. I watched as my reflection began to change, like it did every hour, and as my own reflection slowly disappeared, it was replaced with the reflection of myself in the following hour. I saw myself looking back at me, a smile on my face. I was at first a bit surprised that I was still awake, but I was also relieved that a smile was still present on my face. I was about to place the mirror down, when I saw my face undertake a transformation, the smile that once lit up my face started to evolve to a look of pure terror. 
I was still looking down into the mirror, but my face was now showing only one emotion. Absolute fear. I only got to see the look of terror for a moment before it began to disappear, and my real reflection was once again looking back at me. I knew what I had seen, though, but I couldn't comprehend what would make me look that worried and that scared. I was now beginning to feel very afraid indeed. What could have possibly made me that scared? What could happen in the next 60 minutes that could fright me that much? And why did I start off smiling and then suddenly change to horrified? I continued to look into the mirror, wishing I could have a longer glimpse into the future. Wishing I could see exactly what I would be facing in an hour's time, but no. That was something the mirror could not provide. Instead, I just had to look at my own confused face. I knew that I was already lucky enough to have a short insight into upcoming events. But in this instance, I wished foresight was something I didn't possess. I sat for a moment longer in my bed before placing the mirror back down on the bedside table. I didn't know what to do with myself. Should I try and figure out what was going on? Or should I just embrace that something bad was probably going to happen to me? I just couldn't shake the image of my own horrified face. The image stuck in my mind and was replaying over and over again. The worry and trepidation of what was going to occur was also playing on me. I really didn't know what to do. I spent the next 15 minutes or so just staring down at the mirror, watching my own reflection stare back up at me. I think I tried to not think about what I had seen too much, but how could I forget about it? I noticed the clock next to me, slowly ticking through the minutes, slowly counting down until the following hour. After a while, I managed to get out of bed and slowly pace around the room. Didn't really help with my anxiety, but it was better than just laying in bed, waiting for the inevitable. Time continued to move forward. There was no stopping it, even if I really wanted to. A part of me wanted time to stop, so I didn't have to confront my terror. But another part of me wanted time to go quicker. The dread was beginning to build, and I just wanted to find out what it was that had me scared so much. After pacing around the room for what felt like an hour or two, I once again returned to my bed and tried my best to think about other things and try to convince myself that the mirror was wrong. It had never been wrong before, but maybe this time it was. Deep down, I knew that the mirror was correct, but by lying to myself about it, it did make me feel slightly less anxious. Time had passed, and when I checked the clock again, I saw that it was now 1.58, only two minutes before my next peek into the future, and only two minutes before my fate was revealed. Two minutes passed by slowly, my heart rate increasing with each passing second. Sweat was beginning to build up along my forehead, just below my hairline, and I could feel my heart rate back down to a normal level. But no matter what breathing technique I used, I could still feel both my heart rate and breathing rate steadily rising. It was now only one minute before it would strike the hour and I stretched my arm out to reach towards the bedside table, towards the mirror. I gripped my hand around its cold metal handle, raised it upwards. I brought it towards my face and looked into it just as my reflection was beginning to change from myself to the me of the future. I was relieved that nothing had happened in the previous hour, and I was still a bit unsure as to why I looked so afraid. I began to smile. I could feel the fear beginning to leave my body, and a sense of relief was starting to fill me. I beamed towards the mirror, 
and thought that maybe the mirror had been wrong. That's when the reflection of my future self had finished forming on the mirror's flat surface. I could now see what the next hour would entail. I could see myself, still looking terrified, looking upwards towards my bedroom door. I could see the sweat that covered my entire face and I could see the large, deep breaths that I was taking. If the mirror could also project sound, then I'm sure I would have been able to hear the heavy and fast thumping of my own heartbeat as well. I noticed that I was holding a large knife in my right hand, and I was clutching it so tightly that my knuckles had turned white. I watched on as I saw myself staring away from the mirror. Horror spread out across my face. I watched on, and I saw a hand slowly move its way from behind my head, and I saw its fingers, one by one, wrap themselves around my mouth. That's when the reflection stopped. It faded away, and the mirror once again reflected my own terrified face. The same expression that I'd seen an hour ago was now looking back at me once more. This time, though, it was in the present and not in the future. I couldn't believe what I had just seen. Was that really real? It must have been, but what was it? I couldn't even remember exactly what the hand looked like. I know it had wrapped itself around my face, but I wasn't sure exactly what it looked like. I couldn't remember if it was even a human hand. There was now no convincing myself that the mirror was wrong, that what I had seen wasn't going to come true. It was right last time, and I knew that it would be right again. I just didn't know exactly what I was going to have to endure in an hour's time. Maybe I could try and barricade myself in the room to stop whatever it was from getting in. Or maybe I could make a run for it. I did have an hour's start. Deep down, though, I knew it was pointless. I couldn't alter the events of the mirror. What I had seen was inevitably going to happen. I got up out of bed. I knew that I couldn't just lay there and await whatever it was that was coming for me. I needed to at least figure out what it was that I'd seen within the mirror. I slowly approached my bedroom door and began to carefully open it, trying my best to stay quiet, just in case this thing was already inside my house. Once my bedroom door was open, I stuck my head around the corner, had a quick glance down the hallway. It was empty, apart from the few paintings that I have hanging on the wall. The hallway was silent and I couldn't sense any movement. I determined that it was safe to move out from the confines of my bedroom and make my way out to the hallway. I managed to muster up enough courage to take the first step and then another one, then one more, until I was slowly walking down the hallway. I passed by the living room that was on my left, and as I did, I quickly looked inside, but I couldn't see anything. Maybe because it was too dark, or maybe because there really was nothing there. Or maybe... Whatever was in there didn't want to be seen. That final thought occurred to me suddenly, but I dismissed it quickly. I didn't want to get myself too worked up. I continued along the long and dark hallway, checking another two rooms, which were both empty, before I made it to the end of the hallway and out to my kitchen. Once I'd made it to the kitchen area, I felt around on the wall for a light switch. It took me a second before I felt the small switch on the wall. I flicked it, and the light turned on, illuminating the kitchen table 
the small cooking area and the door that leads down into the basement. Everything appeared normal. Nothing was out of place and most importantly no one was inside of the kitchen. That's when I noticed the headlights that were shining in through the kitchen window. The curtains were drawn but the bright light still managed to shine through. I slowly crept towards the window, slightly opened the curtains, just enough to see through, and looked out onto the road. I saw a large black van straight away. It was parked across the street, sitting there silently, with its bright headlights still turned on. The windows were blacked out, and I couldn't see anyone inside of it. It was definitely strange. I'd never seen anyone park like that before, especially that late in the night. I closed the curtains again and turned away from the window. I knew I needed to protect myself somehow, so I walked over to the knife block that lives on the kitchen bench and pulled out the biggest and sharpest knife I own. I was about to leave the kitchen. The idea of barricading myself in the room now seemed like a good idea, but as I was leaving, I heard a small thud sound. At first I couldn't place exactly where it came from, but when I heard the second thud, I realized it was coming from the other side of the basement door. Thud. There it was again. Coming from inside the basement. When it happened for the fourth time, I knew exactly what the sound was. It was something climbing up the basement stairs, climbing up towards me. I have never run as fast as I did then. I sprinted towards my bedroom. This time I didn't stop to check inside any of the rooms along the hallway. I made it into my room. I closed the door and went to find the bedroom key that lived in my bedside table drawer. I ran across my bedroom and just as I was about to make it to the bedside table and open the drawer, I heard the scratching sound on my window. It was just a faint sound, but I could definitely hear it. My curtains were closed, so I couldn't see what it was that was making the sound. Could have just been a tree branch, but I was too scared to open the curtain and find out. The scratching was growing louder and louder, but I tried my best to ignore it. That was almost impossible. The scratching was so loud that it was almost deafening. I must have forgotten about the bedroom door key because I climbed up onto the bed, grabbing the mirror as I did so, and sat at the top of the bed, clutching the knife in my right hand. I didn't even notice that the scratching had stopped. I was too afraid to move or do anything other than sit on my bed with the knife drawn. My heart raced and the hairs all over my body were standing upright. Panic was rushing through my body, and I felt nothing but fear. I slowly turned my head to look at the clock. I knew that it must almost be the new hour. Time to find out what was going to happen to me. The clock read 2.59, just as I saw that I only had a minute before I would have to face my fear. I heard a noise. It was a sound of my bedroom door handle turning, and that's when I realized... I had forgotten to lock it. I watched as the handle began to turn, and I saw the bedroom door start to open. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.